Hello and welcome to the Emerald Gamescast. My name is Nolan. On episode 16, with me is... A floating baby in orange <laughs> liquid named Janelle. And... The president of jack shit, Alex Porter Bridges. That's right. And we're here today to talk about one thing and one thing only. And if you haven't already guessed, it's that weird game where the walking dead dude carries a baby in a little bottle and fights ghosts and delivers packages. We've been playing Death Stranding. It's been out for seven days. And today's episode is going to be a little different than other ones because there's so much to talk about with this game. It's been so dug into the back corners of my brain as I spend my waking hours thinking about packages and babies and ghosts that I figure we're going to devote an entire episode today talking about our impressions of Death Stranding. It's been so much a DNA of the podcast too. Like I can't think of an episode where he didn't talk about Kojima and or Death Stranding. It's all been building up to this. Yes. A little disclaimer before we jump into it. This is not going to be 100% spoiler free, but I will say it's going to be relatively spoiler light, and it's going to be relegated to what we have played, which as far as I know, and I believe you're you're in chapter three right now. Yeah, I just got chapter three. So I'm in chapter five. Regardless though, that's that's kind of early to beginning of mid-game, I'm going to say. So there might be some mechanical spoilers as far as story goes. I would say the only thing we're going to be able to really talk about is kind of the expositional layout. But don't don't worry, we're not going to spoil any big twists and turns. But for the sake of discussing this game as it stands, we kind of need to be able to dig into stuff. So if you want this game to be a completely fresh, no-knowledge experience, get out of here now. But otherwise... We just have a lot to talk about. So, okay, Alex, it's been out for seven days now. Tell me where you're at. I want to tell a story first. Okay. So, <laughs> so the other day, I was, I don't know why, but I was thinking about baked beans. And what? I was like, oh, I'd really enjoy it if I got some baked beans. But like, I want to try to make some baked beans, right? If you know how to make baked beans, it takes time, right? So you have the idea of baked beans for a while. You have to put them in water and let them soak overnight for several hours, right? So you have the idea of baked beans in your head for quite a while. And you're thinking about, oh, how are these baked beans going to taste? These baked beans are going to be great. I'm so excited for these baked beans. So after all this time thinking about baked beans and like, oh, how are these baked beans going to taste? When you finally get the, you know, you you chop up the bacon and you throw them in the baked beans, right? Yeah. And you put them on the skillet and you're like, oh man, it's almost here. The baked beans are almost here. Uh I'm so excited. And then you have to let it simmer for several more hours. So it's like, oh, you're even closer to the baked beans. You know more about the baked beans. You can smell it. You know more about the baked beans? Yeah, you do. You have more knowledge of the baked Intimate beans. with the baked beans. You become intimate with the baked beans. You've seen everything that the baked beans have to offer. You dream about the baked beans. Yes. And then finally, when I ate those baked beans, they weren't quite as good as I wanted. And I don't know if that's because I had spent too much time thinking about and hyping up the baked beans. You were in love with the idea of the baked beans, not the beans. The beans were fine, but they weren't great. Uh-huh. The beans are also Death Stranding. Okay. <laughs> there has been so yeah, I much... I thought you might say that. There's been so much speculation regarding Death Stranding for a long time and these weird, like trailers that didn't make any sense and esoteric teasers and clips and i just had people talking and wondering what is this right i'm interested in this and i think it speaks volumes that they had marketed this game in such a way that they never told anyone what it was and i think that's very intentional because what it is is a hard sell yeah but yeah i i don't hate this game i think that this game has some really interesting ideas it's got some good flavor tones to it but I think maybe the recipe was a little off. Maybe there's a little too much water in the beans. Maybe I didn't let the beans soak long enough. Maybe Kojima's and his beans didn't get to soak. So you don't hate it, but you're pretty pretty dang lukewarm on it. Yeah, I think it does some interesting things. I think that the sad reality is 
okay, if I had the option to go to two alternate realities, uh-huh. one where we get this, and one where Kojima finishes MGS5, Silent Hills, and I don't know, maybe remakes three in the Fox Engine, I'm going to go to that other reality in a heartbeat, right? Like, I, I, I don't sure. know if I would choose this game over, like, a finished MGS5 and Silent Hills and whatever else he would do with the Fox Engine. Okay, so let's say, before we get into, like, the nitty-gritty of things, back in the day... When Death Stranding was in the rumor mill exclusively, maybe even on the podcast, I believe we said this is going to be the turning point where we learn if Kojima is a true genius or if he is the George Lucas of video games. Yeah. And the man upstairs is not is not keeping tabs on Mr. Kojima now. So Alex and Janelle, you can chime in on this too, because your your exposure to Kojima is like it's it's like two things. It's Death Stranding and me verbally explaining Metal Gear to you. <laughs> he spent like two hours one night explaining the entire plot of the entire series of Metal Gear. So I feel like I have a pretty good understanding of it. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. So what 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 do both of you think? Is is Kojima the George Lucas of video games? Is this a, a, a rambling mess or is it something else? Yes. Okay. To, it's both. Okay. To answer your question. Um, it's both. I think so, yeah. So, Janelle, Janelle, where are you at? To answer that, I do have to make a confession first. Yes. Which is that as of about 24 hours ago, on November the 14th, I fell in love with Death Stranding, and I think it's amazing. So, it's a nightmare and a mess, and I love it. It's so good. Okay, so talk about, like, what what happened? Because you you watched me play it for, like, five or six days, and you just did not care. But, like, what, what, what changed? I like doing boring things in video games. I like walking long distances and shaving my face and doing all the boring stuff, changing my shoes. But like watching that without knowing what it's actually like to play that, I guess you could say is kind of boring, Mm -hmm. but playing it and realizing how hard it actually is to walk up a mountain and how scary it is to make BB cry is totally different. And now that I like have that understanding of it, I think it's great. I want to back up here. I don't think this game is bad. Yeah. I have some issues with this game, but I think this game does a lot of really interesting things. My personal metric with how I like video games is how fun it is getting from point A to point B. Oh, well, then this is like B game for that. Exactly. This game is, it makes ever it makes movement a puzzle and it makes it interesting. Yeah. Um, because it's like, oh, how do I plan getting from point A to point B? It's not quite as satisfying as like, I don't know, like Spyro where you have like movement options, right? But that's my metric is always that and how fun, how satisfying a shotgun is to use in a game. Oh, I will say I've, I have just finally gotten a shotgun. There's a shotgun in this game? There sure is. Oh, yeah. It's not particularly satisfying okay that's fine it happens sometimes they aren't it's 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 a pretty good shotgun but like there's better guns oh yeah by the way there's guns that's kind of a spoiler but there's a weird thing that i want to say about the fact that there's guns and it's that this game is interesting to think about the difference between like where i am chapter five versus where you are chapter three because this game it unfolds features exceedingly slowly in a way that i really adore like you can play 20, 25 hours of this game and still be being introduced new mechanics and options for your movement. And it doesn't feel like that is a restrictive experience. It feels like you're gradually learning to like master the environment. And and like, I think I just got my first anti-personnel, like, like properly lethal gun at like 30 plus hours. You are literally and figuratively in this game for the long haul. See what I did there? It's like the way that it Thank slowly you. rolls you into it. It's kind of like a long on-ramp it's like you don't get to have your dessert until you eat all your damn vegetables all your baked beans i want to say the first maybe three chapters of this game is eating your vegetables and i don't mean that in a bad way it feels incredibly rewarding but maybe janelle until you played it 
you were just kind of watching me go through all those eat your vegetables motions. And right. is that kind of like you're saying it was pretty boring to watch? Yeah. Like I said, I don't mind watching boring games. It's just that game is so boring unless you actually know firsthand how not boring it is. And then it's so engaging. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't know, like, for context, it's basically package delivery, the game. So I know Alex already said the game's about getting from point A to point B, but but that's not really a reduction. That that genuinely is, like, what it is about and with, with, with a capital A. Like it you is. Get, you get a package, you bring it to a delivery center, you drop it off. You get rewarded and you get equipment that helps you deliver more packages. It is Amazon Delivery Center in the wilderness with ghosts. But with, yeah. But also Domino's Pizza. Yeah. Oh, there's Domino's branded pizza? Well, no, there's no. just pizza. Oh, okay. But, but there sure is branding. Oh, there's a lot of branding. <laughs> there's an upsetting amount of branding. That's one thing I really don't like about the game. I actually love that. Really? Yeah, because yeah, it's like, that. I don't know. I like it in an ironic way, right? Like, I don't know. None of this is my own thinking. Nolan kind of went off about this a couple weeks ago, but like it. Sam feels like some commentary on a very particular type of person who's on the AMC TV show ride. But you know exactly what I mean. Like the kind of person who's super into monster energy drinks and like talks a certain way, right? Like like the Norman Reedus type of person. He's kind of like trailer trash in the nicest way possible. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. And like, I don't know, it feels kind of like a commentary on that. And I like it in that regard. And it's just so ridiculous I mean, in how... The, in the sense that like... He is out there doing all of the hard backbreaking work, literally backbreaking, while all of the people you're delivering to are kind of like the wealthy elites that can afford these exactly. giant shelters. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. And I don't know. I really like that. Also, it's just really funny that the game is full of monster energy drinks. So like, I don't mind it because I think it's hilarious. I think there's a level where that's okay, right? Like if he wants right. to drink a monster energy drink, whatever. If his his canteen filters uh time rain into monster energy drink maybe that's pushing it i don't think he if ever you drinks water if whenever he goes to take a shit you see a picture of norman reedus's ride on amc <laughs> that's when i have an issue right okay, so like hang on about the monster energy drinks like every time he pees it fills up these vials and they're just bright orange like dude drink it's some disgusting. water it's horrible yeah but but also when he when he showers the vials it fills up are like a dark green so i don't they're know like another an off color blue okay well i'm colorblind let's let's say what what color is his shit uh i don't remember it's it's dark blue i avoid i avoid doing that <laughs> i avoid doing that it's, uh, it's one of the best weapons you can use against them it, yeah like, yeah well later you get all kinds of weird like you get guns that like suck your own blood as the ammo so if you have blood, oh interesting like your 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 ammunition becomes the amount of blood samples you're carrying on you and if you expend your blood samples you're drawing from your own a uh, pool of blood from your body. See, that's what fire. I have. That's what I have. With the blood grenades. Like, if I'm right. too frantically throwing blood grenades, I will lose blood. I think you can put like up to four or five blood bags in your pouch. You can keep a pretty substantial amount of them on you, mm -hmm. and and it's like having two or th two or two and a half health bars, maybe. But uh, for your ammo, I don't know. Here's the thing: this game has so much stuff to talk about. There's such a wide berth of stuff to cover that I feel like we need to to narrow our focus in sections. So. First, before we move into the gameplay, I want to hear your thoughts on the writing. You're, you're, you're a little bit more experienced with like Kojima Games, his brand of storytelling. I think that everyone buying Death Stranding who's played a Kojima game in the past likely expected a lot of the quirks that are present here. But the way it's written is still very new and weird because there's no one holding him back. So you said earlier it's a hot mess. Tell me about like more in more detail what, what you mean. It's not good. <laughs> I mean, the writing is just, I don't care about any of these characters or this, this world isn't too interesting to me. 
nobody says anything super engaging. Kojima, Kojima's just, he radiates boomer energy in this game particularly. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. Huh? Think about it. This entire game is about how people are disconnected. They're too reliant on technology. And it takes some fucking schlubby middle-aged fucking trailer trash dude to go and bring everyone together by being in person, right? It, there are characters that their entire, there's a, a cult, a section of people who have a, a mental like brain addiction to packages. The dopamine they get from packages is so strong, it causes them to steal packages well, from actually, you. Actually, if you read the the interviews that you unlock, in the game, when you deliver packages and when you like help make people's delivery routes easier, you're, you you give and are rewarded with likes. Like Also, that's another boomer literally thing. Literally social media about likes. Social media likes. But you can make commentary on those things without being a boomer. Right, but, 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 but wait, but wait, no, though. The way he says it, though. But wait, the, the people you're saying, these guys addicted to the dopamine hit of package delivery the the lore explains that they're addicted to the dopamine hit of the likes they get for delivering packages so they actually i think he specifically even uses like the word social media like they're they are addicted to the dopamine hit they get from getting the likes for the task well social in that same flavor text i think you mentioned that social media doesn't exist anymore like likes are kind of like social right, media right. but they're not quite the same you yeah there's a whole thing about like the internet is a thing in the past um and there is lots of like the writing that is straight up just seems like Kojima speaking through his characters. It's, like a, it's so blatant. There's one character named the film director who is Jordan Vote Roberts, who's making the Metal Gear movie. And uh, when you deliver to him, he sends you an email where he laments the fact that back in the day you could go to a cinema and like experience a movie on the big screen as a social experience, but now everyone watches them on tablets. But the funny thing is the game takes place like post tablets and phones. So he's talking about how in the past people had tablets they watched movies on and it was worse than cinemas. So there's so many layers of removal that it gets to the point where it's like Kojima trying to justify how can I rant about tablet screens through my game character, you know? I think the moment that really got me, the moment that I was like, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm frustrated now was... Uh, you go to this this strange place, which I haven't really fully gotten explained or understand. The beach, and yeah. you meet your sister. I can't tell. Sister girlfriend. Yeah, sister, sister girlfriend. Sister mom, girlfriend. Yeah, caretaker. Woman. Samantha. Woman. You meet, America Strand. You meet Kojima's idea of everything that a woman should be, Samantha, which is like all of those things. Samantha America Strand. Yes, but um, also named Amelie. Yes. So, but so you talk to her, and she's explaining the significance of the word strand to. Yes. I, we oh. were so excited for you to get to that part. I hated that. It's like, okay, I get it, Kojima. You 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 picked this name for a reason. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's so frustrating. Well, I thought that was charming. I don't really? know. Yeah, I thought it was really charming. Oh, there's some there's like, some charming Kojima-ness in this game, but I don't think that's it. Like that stuff is so ridiculous that I think it goes back to being kind of charming. Well, know. also like the terrorist that is is bombing the cities in the game is named higgs and it's because higgs is the god particle oh and, and that's when, right and when when he when he first appears he's like i don't remember the line but he says something like i'm higgs because of the higgs particle otherwise known as the god particle because of the destruction of matter and and like troy baker's a fantastic voice actor so it comes across as cool as hell but at the same time does it the line is just the the dialogue itself explaining it's making the subtext text. Yeah. Kojima does that in every single scene in this game. Like even even Fragile at one point is forced into danger and she says, and he's like, What are you gonna do? Chicken out? And she goes, I'm fragile, but not that fragile. And her weird <laughs> like she's trying really hard not to have her like French Dutch, whatever accent she has, you know? Uh, um, but the, the, this game is full of characters like that. If you haven't caught on, like there's a character who's like, what's his face? Um, Pan's Labyrinth. 
uh, Dead Man. No, what's the actor? Yeah, well, his name's Dead Man. Guillermo del Toro. Guillermo del Toro. Yeah. Plays an actor called Dead, or plays a person called Dead Man. He's like, call me Dead Man. You can call me this because I work with the dead. Like, every character yeah. has to explain their names just so you can know how fucking clever Kojima is. Like, like President's right hand man is named Die Hard Man. I haven't gotten that explained to me yet. I don't know why that's a thing. The, like, scientist who's working on. He has like a like a cardiac problem, and and his name is Heartman. He, he doesn't <laughs> just have a cardiac problem. He dies every what, every twenty minutes. I think he it's dies twenty minutes. Yeah, because yeah. he's like everything in life you can do in twenty minutes. As, I don't know what the <laughs> fuck that means, but all right, whatever, Kojima. You can't watch a movie, Mister Kojima. Seven percent of my body's made of movies. He can put it on pause. He could put it on pause, but not if you're. You'd have to really like. You'd have to pause it at nineteen minutes and then die, and come back. It's a yeah, whole thing. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Janelle. As someone who's not like playing the game as much, to you this is a, a like an audience experience. Is is the writing interesting enough? Like, are you wanting to see what happens next, or is this just straight bullshit? Okay, the writing never gets good. <laughs> <laughs> like in the first chapter or whatever, I felt no connection to anything, and then last night, around the end of chapter three, there was actually a very very good scene, and that has now gotten me interested in. The writing, like the writing, isn't Was that the, good. The the Higgs and Fragile scene. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I agree. Which, by the way, I'm not going to spoil the scene for you, but there's this is hilarious this... moment where Troy Baker like takes off his mask. Oh yes, I know. And this. then he's wearing <laughs> another mask, and then he turns around and takes off that mask, and yeah. he's like, "I don't like my face," and it's, it's really it's, good. It's incredible. Oh, yeah. I thought you were talking about the scene where he like licks uh, Fragile's face. No, it's no. it's it's before that. It's oh, like okay. it's like the most dramatic close up of his face when he touches his mask that has covered his face the whole game takes it off just another mask and the camera does a little zoom to yeah, it's, yeah. Like, it's wonderful but now that the game is starting to explain itself a little bit more the story is actually really interesting and the bad writing and bad acting is just making it funnier and more enjoyable sure. so i don't know i like it at first i thought that all of the acting was bad because the writing is so bad but i think this game is actually just full of really bad voice actors like kind of harsh but like troy baker and that scene was amazing oh the writing was horrible but he did such a good job and like every time that both he and or mads mickelson are on screen the game looks masterful like it like the the writing takes on this new air of sophistication that as soon as they're gone it's just it just fades away well i really i really like leah sedano as an actress right she's fantastic but something's not doing it for me in this game voice acting and acting are two different things but wasn't this mocap yeah, it was. Yeah, oh. he treats. Yeah, he's treated, and same with MGS Five. He treated them like a movie. It, yeah, is, yeah. it is bizarre how wooden Fragile's voice act. Like Fragile is noticeably bad. She's maybe yeah. the worst VA in the game, and and like it's weird that she's so prominently figured. Which sucks. I really, really like that actress. And it's weird how much of a disparity there is. I think that Norman Reedus does a pretty good job, but he has the MGS Five problem where he doesn't get very many lines. And like when Leia Sedano is on screen, it's so wooden. Trey Baker, Mads, they do pretty good. The girl that plays Mama is is pretty solid, but she's kind of just okay. I haven't seen a whole lot of Mama yet. There's I this, see bits and pieces There's over. just so much variety in the quality of acting, and it doesn't feel like the direction of the scenes is especially consistent either. Like, some of them are really brilliant, and some of them are really bad. And the quality is not exclusively bad. It's just there's so many peaks and valleys in the, in the writing. There's this quest where you get this couple back together, and... The writing for the girlfriend is supposed to be a little awkward because she's in English as a second language speaker, but it doesn't come off awkward because of that. It just like his writing. It's like he's writing this game in English and then writing like this E-A-L-L speaker, right? While like 
I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. I think you know what I'm trying to say, Nolan. It's just like really awkward how how he writes her in a bad way, not for the reason he tried to do. And then there's this scene where they like get back together and they're supposed to be really happy, but like it's so bad and so awkward and I don't know. It's it's a really weird scene. I think Kojima is at his weakest when he's trying to emulate certain movies, which he really yeah. likes. Yeah. And I think that's an example. Um, one specific example in MGS five, there's a famous scene, a bunch of people on your on your platoon or whatever die, and he's like, I won't scatter your ashes to the heart. Oh, I love that scene. Though. That scene's dumb as hell. I love that scene. That scene's dumb. Oh, uh, okay. And he like takes the ashes and rubs them on his face and he stands there and kinda like cries in the sun. I, I mean, that's the thing. I think when Kojima does Kojima things, it's interesting. Really quick about the writing. I agree with everything you guys are saying and what I've been saying about like the writing and bits and pieces being full of weird quality valleys and peaks and stuff. But as a whole, I think one thing that's really strong about Death Stranding in comparison to other Kojima games is the actual setup of the story and the execution of it is really original in a way that other Kojima games have not been. Like if you look at every MGS game, you can tie every MGS game to a very particular movie homage. And Death Stranding is the first time that I've really seen him take a story and do something that nobody else has really even attempted in terms of like the, the what, what the world is like and the story and everything. And despite the individual scenes being awkward and wooden at times, the overall story personally, I think is fascinating in a way that I'm acknowledging, like it's really dumb, but I really want to know what happens. And there's enough moments of brilliance, enough little tiny moments of brilliance strewn about that I'm giving it the benefit of the doubt that it might come together because I'm interested in where the world is going. A lot of the characters with bridges are really boring, but kind of they do that Kojima thing where they're like only doing exposition dumps. So it's above average slightly, but Here's it's really thing, awkward at Yeah, times. the characters aren't great and they're focusing on this world because they've made this interesting, yeah. weird world. But the world's not actually that good either, I feel like. I completely disagree. I, really? I, same, I same. absolutely yeah. disagree. There was a moment earlier where... Nolan was doing a quest and he accidentally drove directly into a group of BTs. Uh-huh. Yeah, the whatever, the ghosts. And like he gets dragged into that like oily world or I don't understand it. I don't know how to explain it, but you know what I'm he talking about. He fights the whale monster. He fights the monster and like surrounding him are all of these like giant old buildings, these school buses. Like it's clear that right where he's standing, there used to be a school and skyscrapers and it was so fucking cool. And I love that. I don't know. I just totally disagree with you. I think it's really interesting how the game makes you think about what used to be there actually right now me and janelle both are in a like classical japanese literature class and we're studying at the moment the thing we're studying is relating to like shintoism and the way that the world of spirits and the world of the living intersects and the ways that they can cause harm or benefit to one another and this idea of like the soul being separate from the body and objects being inhabited by souls and spirits and whatnot in a way like the world of death stranding kind of reminds me of a very very literalized realization of like classical spiritualism oh yeah absolutely. like the world of the dead actually inhabits the world of the living but only in a way we can partially see and there are diary entries that talk about like egyptian practices of a lot of egyptian diary of, entries of like burning bodies to prevent spirits from returning there is a in-world thing in death stranding where if you don't dispose of a body properly it will explode like like the terrorist organization will use uh corpses as bombs which is fascinating 
you kill people and then bring them into cities and leave the bodies and they eventually explode because no one properly disposes and buries them. So there's a really interesting interaction with like spiritualism in the living world. I think that is fascinating. But the problem I think occasionally is that Kojima overexplains things. So you have a really interesting thing that's like a surrealist setup and then you explain for 15 minutes before you see it introduced and 15 minutes after. And it takes what could be this really interesting, vague experience and turns it into like, well, here, read this chart about exactly what all of this is and, and what it stands for and what we it symbolizes. We brought up George Lucas. It's the same thing. Chirality is midichlorians. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. The, the, everything in this game is caused by and the result of, and we all love and we all hate, chi chiral energy, chirality, mm -hmm. whatever this mysterious thing is. And it really puts a name to these otherwise cool, mysterious things. However, at the same time, one thing I do like about them trying to put names to all of the things is actually one thing I liked about Remedy's game Control also, where they're all theories and they don't like truly understand why everything is happening. They have theories as to why everything is happening and they assign names and terms to all of it so they can categorize it and attempt to study it. But I think that the, the lore drops in the writing actually have a really interesting tone to them where it's like the smartest people in the world desperately trying to piece together all of these broken puzzle pieces and create a picture where they can understand something completely beyond human understanding, but it only works insofar as they like delude themselves into thinking they have it figured out. When stuff goes out of their understanding, it's like all of a sudden you're like, how much of this that we assumed meant something or meant X thing is actually completely wrong, founded on falsehoods. And that way, I think it's a really interesting like connection to like the way that real world spiritualism works, like people creating explanations for stuff they don't understand. The science in the game kind of reminds me of that. Here's the thing. Kojima understands everything about this game and he makes sure that everyone else understands everything <laughs> about this game. I don't think that there's supposed to be any pretense of there's mysteries, but overall, I think the game world understands what's going on pretty well and wants to make sure you understand it. So they hammer it into you all the time. I think that could be, but at the same time, like the further you get into the game, I think especially in chapter four and five, there is a lot of like Hartman and Mama, <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, real names from the game, talking and being like, well, we've never seen this before. We don't know what that means. We can guess at it, but Sam, you got to go figure this out because we got no research about this. And um, I think last week I complained about the game over explaining all of the stuff that was more interesting in the trailers when it was vague, but like now that the game has gone past that initial exposition dump they're introducing new stuff that the characters in world also have not experienced and it's actually i think it's getting a lot more engaging um especially like right at the end of chapter three I think the story really picked up for me you you mentioned uh them wanting to have, have sam do something and just really quick so yeah. i can say something uh that gives me really strong metal gear vibes because everyone's like sam's the best sam's the best at oh, what they he does flatter you so much in this he's game. like you're the yeah. best you're the best in the world you're number one that that felt very much like how oh, Snake is the best. Snake is number one. He's no one's better than Snake at anything ever in the world. You're the great deliverer. No one delivers packages like no you, one. Sam. He's legendary. Jeff Keeley is like <laughs> fucking salivating over you when oh, you yeah. give him his anime figures. Oh yeah, it's great. Yeah. Okay. So then you said you wanted to say something about the gameplay, and 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 that's something I think we can all talk more about. Janelle, you you got to play a little bit, not a lot, mm -hmm. but um, watching it for you is very different than playing it, right? Right. I don't know. I've said it a thousand times earlier, but like playing it is actually fun. It's so scary trying to drive in that game. Like <laughs> motorcycles scare yeah. me. I was 
like, like not screaming, but I was Hollering. audibly frightened because I thought I was going to hurt BB. Carrying a bunch of stuff is scary and it stresses me out and it just makes me want to sit down on the ground. Like playing it is just so much different and I can't believe how different it actually is, you know? Like it's, yeah. it's wild. I'm not the Silent Hill expert, but I almost wonder if that is part left over from Silent Hills. Like, cause there's some really, really good like survival horror elements in this game. Yeah. Right. The, the like sensor um, spinning when you're in BT areas and using like where you can't actually see the ghosts, but you can kind of guess where they are is really, really cool. Pretty much everything about the BT areas is fantastic. Oh, that yeah. is my, oh my favorite God, yeah. part of the game. Yeah. Because there's this like Sam stops. You can't control your character for a minute because the lore is he is at a certain level of like chirality interaction or whatever. He has dooms. He has what's called dooms. I don't mm-hmm. think I've gotten the acronym explained to me yet. If no, I do, wait, I don't remember. Same. But it just means you can sense BTs. But yeah, everything revolving around the BTs is so, so good. Mm-hmm. Like just the 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 stealth mechanics around the BTs are so much better than the stealth mechanics around the actual human beings in the game, which I'm still frustrated about. But like it's it's so much fun being scared and having to like avoid these. And sometimes BB, Bridge Baby, the little baby on your shoulder gets scared. So you have to comfort him so they don't hear you. Yeah. It's 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 so good. It's so much fun. And and Timefall is an interesting mechanic. Oh, yeah. It's fascinating. Talk about Timefall. So the thing about Timefall is that, the, the, I don't know if it's explained, but like rain has an effect where it speeds up time to everything it touches. Yeah. Um, it's definitely explained. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, but well, like that's explained, but I don't know how that happens. If it, that makes it, sense. It, it like rains from Kyrelium clouds, it says. Oh, okay. So More, more shit Kyrel, Kyrel it's like, energy It's does. like Timefall has a higher density of of time fall in areas where like the bt concentration is higher so yes. it's like and it's tied to they what they call chiralium density and it's tied to the appearance of those crystals it's strange and chirality is about when things are mirroring each other and the crystals look like two hands that my are understanding is chirality is like the runoff that we can like physically see and process that denotes that like that part of the world is where the world of the dead and the living is overlapping. And then Kyrelium is like left behind by that collision. Sure. Whatever it is, it's dumb as shit. And I wish they wouldn't tell us so much about it. Yeah, sure. But um, the timefall mechanic is interesting because it, it makes time speed up. So it degrades everything it touches. Mm-hmm. So your packages will rust if you spend too much time in the rain. So sometimes they'll just rain and you have to like, it's a sense of urgency of like, oh, I need to get here before these packages get damaged. But Timefall speeds up when you're in a BT area. So not only do you have the stress of, oh, I got to deliver my packages. Oh, I have to make sure I don't get get like abducted by the, the fucking oil monster ghosts. And I have to make sure my baby is okay. It's it's so good. It's all just so good. And la- later you can like you get a option to look at a weather forecast and like the wind speed and wind direction actually pushes timefall clouds around the map in real time like real world minutes interesting and you can check like okay where will the clouds be in 30 minutes from now and you can create shelters to like pass time and let the clouds clear it's weird there's no day and night cycle but there is a really intricate weather cycle so but i think in the beginning of the game at least in the first like two to three chapters that timefall as far as i can tell is like just relegated to like locations instead of weather patterns it's, it sometimes I, moves around okay it's kind of hard to tell because the game doesn't like make that explicit until later it's but. it's squares and rectangles there's always time fall associated with bts bts aren't always associated with time fall right right yeah bts can appear oh and also there's something where like time fall stops being time fall once it is not falling oh so, yeah like, yeah so if then it, it's just water if it fills up like a river that you can you can touch the river without rusting and stuff there's a scene later in the game where 
a character is getting time fall all over them. They're like trapped and they're getting rained on a bunch. And that was early in the game, unless it's a different one. There's it, a few of them. There's okay, a okay, different okay, one. Okay. And nothing happens and they don't explain why that is. But it was I, just rain there, I guess. And I still don't understand that. Well, it's that character is like the only character in the game who is somehow like spiritually connected to a BT. I, I think that her, her connection like to the BT keeps her safe from time fall somehow because in the beginning of the game there's that there's a guy who like falls over and the rain hits his face and it's like that scene in, in um the last crusade <laughs> indiana jones his his skin just like ages and melts yeah, off yeah yeah and he's like screaming because not only is he aging but like the bts are around him yeah and that's stuff a cool, like that's stuff a cool like scene. that is i like so that scene cool. i like that scene a lot that scene with fragile with the time fall is also awesome mm, i don't know about that unless, unless you're talking about the later one there's a different one okay and- my bad it's I'd like, like chapter say, three or four, I think. You yeah. asked me last week about, like, if Kojima was weird in this game about women. And, like, the scene with Fragile, he handles so well. It shocked me. Like, he, I don't know. You have to play it. I don't want to tell you all about it. But, sure. But it was, like, shocking how good of a job he did with it. He, like, was a little Kojima a couple times for a second. But, like, he did a really good job and it was a really good scene. And that kind of sure, yeah. got me into the game. He, he definitely has, like, very clearly matured especially because that scene in particular isn't just like that scene has such a clear opportunity for lack of it that's a terrible word for it but if you see what i mean i like, understand you're saying a yeah. director who would want to make that scene sexual but also have an excuse to be like well it's not about sex there's a very easy in in that scene to make it about fragile's body and he does a fantastic job of like completely dodging it yeah mm-hmm. i mean kojima kojima with women isn't always sexual not but always. it's always like you know, like like Meryl. Everyone likes Meryl for some reason. Meryl annoys me. Meryl sucks. Meryl kind of sucks because yeah. her whole thing is like, this is a character from Metal Gear. I'm thinking of Metal Gear 1 where yeah. she's like, I'm a super soldier. I've been trained to not like men because they're distraction and I'm a woman and I get distracted easily. So I needed to go through like psychological training. <laughs> It's because I because I'm a I'm a dainty woman. And if I see a penis, I'm going to explode and I'm going to give my <laughs> I'm going to give myself to the enemy and I'm going to help nuke everyone. So, okay, so you like the time fall stuff. You like the BT <laughs> areas. Yeah, we're moving on from that. You like all that stuff, and but that's really only one side of the coin with this game. How do you feel about the, like, deliveries that you talked about in the beginning of the episode? Are those keeping your interest, too? Deliveries are fine. Um, I think that, like I mentioned, getting from point A to point B, I, th- I feel like is really fun. It's satisfying because it's, like, kind of a puzzle. Do you feel like it's going to sustain the whole game for you? When I hear that this game is supposed to be, like, upwards of 60 hours, I get a little scared because... I think that right now I'm enjoying this game, but I've been playing it for, mm, I don't know, 15, 20 hours, maybe? I thought it was an 80-hour game. Oh, that's not better. Well, I don't know. It, it, there's, <laughs> that's there's, much worse, actually, because I was going to say. There's a lot of opportunity yeah. to, to add your own hour count. Oh, there is. Totally. I mean, and I've you, spent a good portion of that time just trying to level up yeah. my reputation with different people, like not doing a bunch of the story quests. But I, I, I wonder how long this will be able to sustain itself, because like I think yeah. maybe for like a 20, 30-hour game, this would be really, really interesting. But I don't know if we can stretch this out for for 60, 70, 80 hours. See, personally, I'm curious to see what you'll think the further along you get. Because my experience has been, I felt similarly early on. But after you kind of get past the game's on-ramp, where it teaches you how the world works, the general arc of unlocks is all about making everything more convenient and more customizable and eventually it feels less like you're making these laborious treks through wilderness and more like you're, it's like being a pioneer. Like you go into an untamed area, but then you tame it, you know, you make it yours. You put down structures, you, you have automated deliveries, you have 
highways, you have zip lines, like you, you can do so much to like modernize an area so that navigating it becomes totally trivial. But the, the like loop of, of, of like effort into reward is going into the area and deciding like, how am I going to make this area my own and create my own supply line that I can then rely on for future deliveries? In the beginning of the game, you don't have really have enough options to do that. So it feels like, oh, is this game going to be 60 hours of like hiking mm. and then going back and then hiking again? And it, the game doesn't tell you it's not going to be, but eventually it becomes much different. And also, okay, that's promising. The set pieces that the story starts doling out get weird and unique and very different from the core gameplay. And like, it spends a long time getting you accustomed to the mundanity before it begins to unfold and show you like how much more there is. So mm-hmm. I think if you get a little bit further, you might be surprised. I mentioned this earlier in the podcast, but I want to ask, I want to explicitly state it. Janelle, I know you don't have much of a history with Metal Gear, mm-hmm. um, but I mean, you're welcome to answer if you want. But Nolan. Yeah. In my alternate reality situation, would you rather have this game over a finished MGS5 and whatever else Kojima was going to do with Metal Gear and or Konami? Personally, and this is a conversation for a different day, I think MGS5 is really good it's as so it is. It's so good. It's really good as it is. But I, it could have been better. It could have been better, but but I won't go into the whole details That's of a whole other can. That's a whole other can of worms. But, but I will say, the game's called The Phantom Pain. It's missing an entire chapter. Thematically, the storyline is about the feeling of something missing and everything feeling inconclusive and unsatisfying. The game ends before it concludes and leaves you unsatisfied now it's a little bit unconventional but that does give the game a thematic conclusion i mean the game is literally called the phantom pain oh yeah that's a feel that's a a, a physiological a feeling, of, feeling. Of like of like something's missing but i don't know what it is and or, that's basically yeah. what everyone's main criticism of that game is which is to me kind of damn brilliant but the parts there are sure. really really good but to answer your question though i admire the the the, the sheer audacity of death stranding to do whatever the hell it wants to and 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 not worry about whether or not it will keep your attention and i am not necessarily ready to say whether i'd prefer like an mgs6 or this game but i will say i prefer the risks being taken like if it were to be a new metal gear game i would also want something radically different and kind of abrasive just for the sake of like throwing i like kojima throwing his weight around to see what he can get away with because that gives us more interesting things to talk about than if he was just making more of the same sequels so in that sense i prefer death stranding um but sometimes i do think this guy's pretty brilliant he made a boring concept fun what what if he was making a fun concept that might be a lot. That's more what I'm fun. thinking. You know, it was a fun concept. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. didn't he not want to make the last few Metal Gear games? He, he didn't. He's want been to make, saying like, this for years. So, like, that's one. the thing, though, right? Like, even if it's less fun, I can't think of a universe where it isn't more exciting for a creator to make the thing that they actually wanted to make instead of something just because people wanted them to sure, make it. Sure, but he also actually wanted to make uh, Silent Hills. Yeah. Sure. And I think Silent Hills showed a lot more promise because there was a team of people telling him what to do. He was collaborating with Junji Ito and Guillermo del Toro, both like incredible horror. Yeah. Yeah. tours you know like what's funny is like all of them are in this game too like junji ito is one of the cameos yeah, early yeah. on and like del toro is you know but the del thing Toro's is a main character you have yeah. to wonder like how much of this is no longer a collaboration in the same way i mean what del toro doesn't even voice his own character mm-hmm. like all he would have had to do was scan himself in i don't even know if he did his own mocap i don't think he did because he's listed as he's, he's listed as two actors when they introduce him now if the question is would i rather have this or silent hills that's really hard to answer here's what i'm saying this is both things because i think that this 
the entire saga of Kojima slash Konami is all kind of hinging on this. Like, you know, we couldn't have just Silent Hills in this game, I feel like. I can't believe I'm saying this as the person who has cried over Silent Hills. I think it's good that game didn't come out because I think it's a lot. It's kind of like the Death Stranding problem, which is even though I'm enjoying this game, the curiosity and wondering what this weird game was going to be about was a lot. Smell the beans. I hate baked beans. I hate them. But wondering (laughs) what it was going to be about is so much more interesting than the actual game. Silent Hills could have been really good, but the last few Silent Hill games sucked. And also that one starred Norman Reedus too. Maybe it wouldn't have been good. And it kind of, I don't know, maybe this is just me like dealing with my trauma, but it's kind of, I don't know. I think it's maybe good to wonder and think about how cool it would have been. Here's here's my thing though with Silent Hills is that the last few games sucked, but this was going to be a radical change with a new director who does, who's known for doing weird and interesting things. And like he... He, he proved he was more than capable with P.T. I mean, P.T. will forever stand as, like, one of the best short horror experiences ever. And I think P.T. Thing. works because it wasn't just him. I know uh, Del Toro had a lot of influence yeah. on P.T. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing, though. P.T. works because it's a small, self-contained thing. And maybe it would have been the greatest game of all time. It probably would have been. But, like, <laughs> it was self-contained, and I think that's what made it really, really outstanding. Well, Silent Hills is such a Half-Life 3 type thing, right? Like, right. it will forever be more interesting as a what if than exactly. it would be as it like this 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 happened with death stranding people were saying this is going to be the most fascinating script to ever grace the small screen and then it came out and they were like oh uh, well okay well i guess the baby is just like a sensor and like the ghosts are just they're just okay there's ghosts whatever oh oh the package delivery is okay it's actually just package delivery you know the veil was lifted and now we know what it is the same thing will happen with cyberpunk 2077 Everyone thinks it's going to be the game to end all games. It'll be the greatest game of all time. People thought the same thing about GTA V. Once these things come out and you realize that they are just games, they're infinitely less interesting than what if this game changes everything. And Silent Hill is not coming out. Let Silent Hills be that forever. When you spend dozens of hours making baked beans slash video games, you get this idea in your head and then it builds up to be more than it is. Yeah. And then when you get it, it's like, oh, this is fine or or not as good. And then people are disappointed. For me, for me, it's like Death Stranding is not what I expected it to be. And it's not even necessarily what I wanted it to be. But I'm not disappointed, per se. There's certain elements that disappoint me. The elements that disappoint me primarily are the fact that I, I can't think of a single character or moment in Death Stranding that has been as interesting or impactful as the best moments of the Metal Gear series. However, there has been some stuff that's approached that. Like, it's it's cool. But as far as, like, I didn't expect this game to be X thing, but it is, it's turned out to just be kind of this Zen Euro Truck Sim package delivery experience with weird logistical, like, management simulation, which I ended up having a really dang fun time with that. It's just, is this a grand, epic Kojima adventure we wanted and is that a letdown or is it kind of nice that it's something unexpected i'm not really sure yet i mean this game is just a good lesson in checking your expectations right like yeah like i don't know if you overhype anything this is gonna happen i Gamers think aren't really good at checking their expectations <laughs> no. that's true i don't know i didn't have high hopes for this game at all and i'm loving it so i think you might have benefited from the lack yeah. of expectation to be honest like yeah. you, you you don't for me this game was like three years in the making in my brain and sure. so it's totally different than what I expected. I mean, know? I've been like curious about it for a long time, but I never thought I'd like it. I never thought it would be a good video game. Sure. So now that 
parts of it are. There was an entire World War One section and it was phenomenal and I'm really excited about it. Like now that I'm seeing that parts of it are actually really cool, like while also understanding that most of it isn't, I don't know, not expecting it to be the greatest game of all time has made it a really good game. IMO. I guess like to sum up how I feel, I'm not sure if this is better than any of the Metal Gear games. I think it's more experimental and that makes the game a lot less quantifiable. It's this really weird thing that has all these different elements that kind of don't come together particularly well, but on their individual merit, they're all really interesting. So playing this game is never boring, but it also doesn't feel as tightly directed as like a good Metal Gear game. It doesn't, it seems like Kojima at his most fun, but not necessarily Kojima at his best. Absolutely. Um, and, and, and that isn't a bad thing, you know, cause like, it's good to see him do something different. But really, Death Stranding is simultaneously, oh, I love playing this game. And then my brain is going, uh, but what will he do next when someone does say, hey, okay, we gave you the blank check. This time, let's try and make it a little more understandable. Let's move forward this way. That's what I'm most interested in. What's going to happen next? It's just like with Breath of the Wild 2. I think it'll be better because they laid the foundation and now they can do something really great with it. Death Stranding is a fantastic foundation, but it needs tweaking. See, that's exactly how I feel about Metal Gear Solid Five. Is it's like, sure. oh, you have such an incredible like gameplay loop and and engine yeah. and system, and if there was another game in that engine or with that style, it could have been perfect. That being said, I cannot stop thinking about going home and playing it right now because it's riveting as hell. Despite being so weird and off-putting, I can't stop playing it. You know, so I can't put a number score on that. It's just, it's good. It's fun. Really quick, I wanted to circle back to something you were saying earlier, mm-hmm. if that's okay. Um, you were saying that he spells stuff out too much. And while in general for this game, I so far agree with you, there was this moment where we were talking about how it sucked how much he spelled out like the BTs and how they weren't scary anymore. But then I accidentally got fucked up by them and it created a giant hole in the map. And that was incredible. Yeah. So even though he is spelling stuff out a ton, I think like... Even despite that, I'm still getting a lot of surprises out of it. So I wouldn't harp on that too much because sure. it's, I don't know, it's surprising. That's the thing with Kojima. Like, I think this is true of the Metal Gear series as well. The The twists in the story usually fall kind of flat, but where his games shine is the mechanical twists. It's just like, what what, what happens if I do this? What happens if I poke this thing, you know? And, and that's every, a really good way to put it. In every Metal Gear game, it's like the 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 joy of like what he's hidden around is usually is typically mechanical. And there's lots of little things like that in Death Stranding. Um, the game is so big that I I I haven't found nearly all of them. But like you know, it's fun. It'll be fun to see what 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 people discover. Like one is there's a motorcycle that has "Ride with Norman Reedus" written on the side of it. Oh, of course it does. And if you get on the motorcycle, oh he goes, "Wow." This bike is cool as hell. It should be on ride. Fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> the thing is oh, like, crap like that. I'm not going to tell you guys how many chapters are in this game, but like knowing how many there are and knowing where we're all at in the game right now is fascinating to me. And I'm just, I don't know, you guys, there's a lot of game left is all. And all right. I'm very excited about that. Well, there might yeah. be a lot of game left. There isn't a whole lot of podcasts left. That's right. I, I just have to ask really quick. What are your guys' theories? Do you have any sort of outstanding theories about the game? Janelle? I've been losing my shit because the thing about Kojima is that I can make these really dumb theories and they might actually end up happening. Right? So, yeah. Okay. I think. Okay. Hang on. BB is Norman Reedus. Thank you. That's who, what I was going to say. Who is Troy Baker? Who is Mads Mikkelsen? 
Oh, I wasn't going to go that deep. Oh, wow. yeah. Oh, yeah. I am convinced. Nothing can convince me otherwise. But uh, I know for a fact that I am completely convinced that BB is Norman Reedus. That's what I was going to say. From the 20s, the 1920s. What? Yeah. Oh, okay. Play some more. Okay, so I, I see where you're coming from with the 1920s thing. Because that World War One segment, right? I think that everyone's beach is based off of the conditions of their death. I think that the reason that beach was in World War One is because Mads Mikkelsen, so his name is the combat veteran, right? I think if he died in a war zone, that his state of death would be wrapped in chaos. So his beach is a perpetual battlefield. That's my only theory. What if we've been in the, what if the game takes place in the world of the dead all the time and the Death Stranding are actually the living trying to connect to them and bring them back? Yo. Oh, man. That would be really cool. And that's something he would do. That is something he would do. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if at the end of the game it, like, fucking, like, connects to your Twitter feed or something and, like, tells how many likes you have in the game and it's like, look at what you do. I don't know. It's going to be wild. I think it's going to end with another Death Stranding because the whole thing is how, like, society fucked everything up and now we're back to nature. But throughout the game, you start building more and more things and freeways. And I think we're going to fuck everything up again and have another Death Stranding. Well, yeah, we had a moment, just, like, just, just last night where we, 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 were, we were, like, going around and you're hiking through this beautiful mountainside and then... If you've gotten to the point where you build the freeways, there are these big, giant pavement monstrosities with, with like black goop dripping they're off of goopy. them. They're They're really convenient, but they're ugly as hell. And I was driving through this beautiful mountainside, and Chanel goes, this highway is really convenient, but it really ruins the landscape. And then she went, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> We're the bad guys. <laughs> there was an incident with a nuke. We're the bad guys. We're the bad guys. We're going to cause another Death Stranding. He's going to make Death Stranding 2 starring BB, but once again as Norman Reedus. But will it be like a different, like a variation on Norman Reedus? the whole first showered, hour of the game. I don't know. Like... <laughs> he actually got a haircut and shaved. He's like the begin. the first action in the game is like press X to shave. And then it plays the theme song. Uh, right, I think that's about it for. That's about all there is to say about Death Stranding for now. I wouldn't be surprised if it came up again in the future, but that's. Enough for this episode. If you want us to answer any questions next week, uh, as always, email us at emeraldgamescast at gmail.com. Questions or comments or whatever the heck you want us to talk about. And I've been Nolan. I I need like a weird Kojima name. Tallman. Tallman. Red Tallman. Oh, that's perfect. Red Tallman. Those are your two characteristics. With me has been. Wait, what's mine? Oh. I want one. You're a... there's two things I know about you. One is that you are a, you have an interest in journalism. The other is that you constantly have to pee. Piss writer. Piss writer. Piss writer. And? I don't know. You guys have to come up with mine. I can't come up with What's my own. What's his? Hmm. The capitalist. <gasps> yes. <laughs> this has been the Emerald Games cast with your hosts, Red Tallman, the piss writer, and the capitalist. Tune in <laughs> next week. <laughs> Where we talk about Pokemon. <laughs> Sword and Shield out today, baby! Alright, that's all.